guys, and welcome to Conversations with Carissa, a podcast where we'll have conversations so that you and I can learn and grow from the wisdom of others. Hi, and welcome to episode three of Conversations with Carissa. I'm going to start off with a little bit of gratitude, and then we'll get straight into the episode. So I was able to come home this weekend back to Sacramento and see my family, all my little cousins, a lot of family friends, and eat really good food. And it really reminded me of the value of home and what I'm working for, what I'm working so hard for, and the people that help me get to the place that I am today. And so I want to thank my little cousin, Vin, for even giving me this microphone to be able to record today and for all of my family members who are just so excited for this opportunity. And I will now give the quote of the day. It is from a American singer. His name is Kilante. He said, they can take away your choice, but not your calling. And so today I'm joined by two individuals who also had a very similar or the exact same choice or thing taken from us. And so I am joined by my two younger sisters, <laughs> my two younger sisters, Cassidy and Calista Fam. Cassidy is one of the most emotionally intelligent freshmen in college I've ever seen. She was a MVP in all Delta League. She's coached young women in volleyball by young women. I mean, high schoolers and really paved the way for athletics. And I also am joined here by my youngest sister, Calista Pham, who is an eighth grader who has overcome and powered through some of the most, I would say, big T's and little T's in terms of trauma and is still standing. I know there's plenty of young children out there who have experienced a lot of pain, but this young woman has experienced a lot, so much that I can't even cover in one episode, and is still standing, continues to show our family love, continues to try and show up for us each day, and I just want to welcome them. So I will let them go ahead and say their names, even though I just gave their whole intro, so go for it. Hi, I'm Cassidy. I'm Carissa's sister, <laughs> and... I'm glad to be here. I'm Calista. I'm the youngest. Carissa basically said everything for me. So, yeah, that's all. Cool. So, now we'll get into some of the questions. As I mentioned, they were both with me when the fire occurred. So, I want to go back and ask you guys. I know Calista listened to a bit of the episode. Cassie listened to a bit of the My Crucible episode. So, I give you my first reaction, so I want to hear from you guys. What was your initial reaction? Was there anything that people didn't really know that was going on in your head and you really just kept to yourself? Yeah, so um, when Carissa first told us, um, I kind of just observed everyone else's initial reaction or first and foremost, my my heart stopped, and then I was just confused, and then that's when I started to observe everyone else's reaction, 
And that's when I decided that I was not going to show my true like feelings or emotions just because I wanted to be the strength that they were able to look to for um for some comfort if I could offer that because I felt helpless in any other way. Um my initial reaction I cried. Um I thought it was a prank at first because they were like all like oh my gosh Calista go in the room go in the room so I thought they were like going to scare me or something. So I thought it was a prank, but when she told me I was confused and I just started crying. But in my head, I was just like, I don't even know why I'm crying because I didn't really analyze the situation that much. So I just cried. And I think that's pretty normal. (laughs) If anyone was told that, maybe they would cry too. But also freezing is a normal reaction or almost stopping the pain, like flight, 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 oh, fight or flight. Those are all normal reactions, I would say. And I think also in that instance, we do create narratives about the situation and about ourselves. So for you guys, I was wondering, is there... I don't really know how it made me feel. Because like I said, in the moment, I just started crying. But after that, um, one of the really big like quotes that I always think of about is everything happens for a reason and so my house burned down but it was bound to happen and it's gonna happen for a reason um but i think it made me stronger but a lot of people would pity like not just me but like my entire family because well our house burned down but yeah that's all In the same vein, you guys talk about these narratives and you talk about pity. It sounds like there were a lot of emotions that came up and behaviors almost. So I wanted to ask you guys, are there certain habits or behaviors that you guys think burned along with the fire? And are there still some that remain? And so for the people that are listening, what I mean by this is our mom and maybe some other parents out there, she would use our garage as a storage pod. There were extra toilet paper, extra paper towels, extra floss, extra meat in a second or third freezer. There was extra bleach and detergent, just so much excess. And this is not a a fault of hers, but we almost lived in this state of scarcity and being that we were in the pandemic I guess to some extent that was valid but when the house burned down some of these behaviors still carried along and we still see it now in terms of our snack drawer my mom keeps it full for us when we come home and that's just kind of a a behavior that's kind of carried forward so for you guys what do you think a habit or behavior is that you have carried forward to now or a habit or behavior that is burned with the fire? Um, something that I think burned was definitely um, when, okay, let me start. When 
we were at our old house. We all had the tendency of closing, going into our rooms and closing the doors and just coming out for dinner. And when I was in my room, I feel like it was a very dark place, not just figuratively, but literally because the garage was covering the window and I had no direct sunlight. So it was just not a good space. And my true feelings and emotions just kind of built up in there. And I never had a way of properly communicating them or expressing them and feel that that was not good for my relationships. So going into our new house, um, I think we've, we've all gotten better at being able to communicate our like troubles with each other or troubles with outside the outside world that we're having and we're just able to effectively like communicate our emotions so they don't well up and we don't take it out on each other and there's my little sister I think a habit that burned was like our tendency to argue because like we're siblings and like daughters and sons so we're always gonna argue we're gonna annoy each other but I think it happens a lot less now or like more of like in a joking oh wow a joking way now because we used to argue like 24 7 like all the time like we could barely have a conversation without like arguing and I think that habit is definitely still in our lives but it's definitely burning currently um (laughs) and like Cassidy said um I was very welled up I was in my feels all the time but now I can talk about my feelings sometimes. And I think sometimes is better than no times. <laughs> Just because in our family, I think mental health wasn't talked about. Having emotional conversations wasn't talked about. And that's not, again, to the fault of our parents. They grew up in a society, in a culture where you're basically just out there looking for survival and how do you get survival you got to get food on the table you got to eat and how do you do that you get an education how do you also do that you also stick to your pack you stick to your family you make sure that you're loyal to them and that you stick together and nowhere in between is there an emphasis on mental health at least I think from their experience so after the fire what Calista and Cassidy are mentioning is this openness to be able to talk about our feelings. And one thing that was really important for all of us was the fact that we all started therapy or that it was even an option that my dad spoke of pretty often. And it's been so transformative because from what I've learned, therapy is more of a, what did I call it earlier? Like a facilitator role. The therapist isn't, just a person who knows all the right things to say to support you, but he more so facilitates the emotions that you want to come out and that way you have a space to to have it. And I think in the same way for us, we are serving as facilitators for each other. So my next question for you guys is, what are you most grateful for from this experience, from the experience of the fire? Mm -hmm. I think that 
I'm definitely most grateful for obviously my family, like being able to be surrounded by people who are going to support me through no matter what. But I'm also really grateful for all the friends that supported me. Um, they not only support, supported me emotionally, but, you know, I didn't have any clothes, any shoes. And they bought me these pair of shoes that I really, really wanted. Um, and I still wear them a lot. Uh, also, I'm grateful for all the people that gave us clothes, um, especially one of our family friends, Anastasia. I felt like in the old house, I was never really confident in what I wore and made me feel really bad whenever I went out. And so when we were given all these brand new clothes, even if they were passed down, I was so grateful for them because I felt like I found my own style and I found who I wanted to be, not who I was supposed to be. And for that, I am very grateful. Um, I'm very grateful for my family as well. And I'm grateful for my friends who kind of distracted me from the situation that was going on. Um, I think without them, I probably would have thought about what happened more and cried about it a lot more. But I'm grateful for them. And I'm also grateful for my family who is there for us, like right after the fire. Like they gave us a bunch of clothes and like like they gave us like three suitcases of stuff and they were just there to support us and feed us and i'm very grateful for that so it almost sounds like again family and friends are what you found to be the most transformative and most worthy of gratitude in that moment it wasn't just the physical things it wasn't just the shoes it wasn't just the clothes it's it's the thought behind getting you the the shoes that you've always wanted it's the thought behind making sure that you had the supplies to last through the night. So shout out to the people that really helped us along the way. Okay, moving forward. What is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned and that you carry forward to this day? We'll start off with Callista. Oh. <laughs> or not. <laughs> That's such a difficult one because I feel like I've learned so many lessons from this. You know, when... We did move to a another house, the house that we're currently living in. Um, we were in closer proximity to everything. And not to mention I was able to start driving. So that meant I was out a, a lot more. And I just kind of took advantage of the freedom that I was given. And, you know, I was out, never really home, spending a lot of time with my friends and just my friends um and from that I just kind of had an awakening that I need to be able to balance um spending time with my family and the responsibilities that I had at home with um having fun with my friends because in the end like I want to be able to have a life that I won't regret and that is full of spending it with family and friends. My biggest lesson was to, again, be grateful for what you have because, like, it could all disappear in a flash. If the experience never happened, I wouldn't have been able to be emotionally strong as I am now. And for that, I'm kind of glad that it happened.
not, you know. Yeah, it, it goes along with the quote that I said last time. When you pray for strength, God's not going to give you strength. He's going to give you things to overcome and build your resilience. And I think for us, we've really built the foundation of resilience. So things that come up, like they don't break us. They hurt us for a little bit, but we have this foundation of resilience that we continue to draw on, that we continue to build on, that help us continually make things that come up a little less difficult. So now we're going to go into a little bit of a speed round to wrap us up. <laughs> so you have to answer the question almost immediately. Okay. Okay. Ready. Okay. Okay. So this ties in with my last question in my first podcast. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, which we didn't have any, you, well, we had the fish. Anyways, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be? Why? Um, Jade necklace that my grandma Powell gave me because I loved it so much, had a lot of sentimental value, and she's no longer with us. And I just wish I had that memory to hold on to. Um, My phone, not because I'm like, well, I am glued to it, but like my phone, because it just holds a lot of value towards me. And I wish that it didn't, but it's true. If you could go back, would you have prevented the fire? Oh, that's a tough question. I'm going to have to say no. I'm grateful for what it brought me. I'm grateful where I am now. Um, I'm going to say no again for the same reason I cast as Cassidy. Also, um, last time there was a fire, I filled up one hydro flask, so I don't even think I could prevent it. Anyways. What she's talking about is there was a little mini fire beforehand. It was not mini. <laughs> okay, it was a mid mid medium fire. It was a large grass fire. It was a large grass fire. All right. That happened at our house and all Calista could do at that point was bring a hydro flask. <laughs> she, she could only bring a hydro flask outside and Cassidy did nothing to help but all she was doing was laughing at Calista and her hydro flask. She brought the hydro she filled the hydro flask with water and just in case the fire reached us or something. <laughs> hey. She was ready. She was ready. <laughs> Dang, that made me forget the next question. Oh, okay. If there's one person that you could thank, who would it be? All my friends, like one. I said. Oh, man. One. One? Yes. Oh, that's a toughie. Oh, that's a toughie. Oh, that's a toughie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Matthew. I say... My, 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 my babysitter. Because she's done a lot for us, and I really appreciate her. But, like, why? To the fire. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. Is there... Um, because even, like, after the fire, like, a lot of people supported us, but her in general, like, she really, like, she's basically, like, our mom, and she really, like, made sure we had enough food to go home with every day, and I really appreciate her for that. Sorry, I know it's a speed round, but I agree with Callista. I think she gave us that sense of stability and consistency that we didn't have in this time of, like, ever-changing situations. Same with Matthew. Okay, hey, next question. Next question. Do you remember how many times you cried? Like currently? No, not currently. <laughs> <laughs> like right now? Within the past. Yeah, like during that fire oh. period. Maybe like within the last 
like year of it happening or it were there too many year? To, like yeah or i guess relating a few to the fire yeah 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 relating to the fire zero like a lot like five um i cry a lot just for fun my mouth actually dropped zero really zero i i cried during that throughout that year but not because of that well do you think that there were this is more of like less a speed round question but did you were there stress that accumulated on top of the fire that you cried about or you just like never i can't say it was like like things caused by the fire like i just I never cried because I was sad about the fire, or that sounds really bad, but not because of the fire itself. But maybe there were some such stressful situations where that were caused by the fire, such as like being in a smaller house yeah. with six, with five other people. It was kind of difficult, but not directly related to like the fire itself. Gotcha. What is one funny memory that you had? And I forget that I'm like also not answering these questions. So the first one that comes to mind is there was this kid that was there that we stayed with. His name was Anderson. And when we were at the like mother's quarters that we stayed at right after the fire and this kid was he had no siblings and this was the first time where he actually got to have people around and he had this grandma scooter and that there was this one night where we were just riding it around and you could tell it felt like he f finally had a family and finally had people he could connect with. And there was stuff that we taught him, like how to clean his iPad. And he came back to our, our, I guess his house and was like, guys, guess what? I cleaned my iPad. <laughs> and I was like, really? That's amazing. <laughs> so I would say that was one of, one of many like favorite memories that's a really tough question <laughs> i would say when i was right directly after the fire one of my friends was like oh yeah like invite me over to your house one day and then i said oh okay my house burned down and then I'm like ah uh, i don't believe you i was like oh well it actually burned down like actually and then they're like we'll prove it i was like <laughs> okay, you really need me to prove it? Like, well, I guess it's hard to take my word for it, but my house did actually burn out. Calista? Um, I think eating um, um, in the guest house or the one, the mother quarter, whatever, I, my favorite memory was all, like, we all had to be in the same room to do our work and, like, our um, homework and stuff. And it was just super funny because Cassie like waves her arms in the camera because she doesn't want to actually do the like PE dance on the screen and I would make toast and bacon during class and I would eat it like every day. <laughs> we did. We all had to do school schoolwork on like one table together because this was amongst the pandemic. Okay. Last question. If you could give advice to your younger self or maybe yourself like directly after the fire or any other kid out there, what would your biggest piece of advice be? Um, allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow your emotions to sink in 
and just feel what you truly feel. Don't try to distract yourself or not feel anything because just really process everything. Um, I'd say, one, everything happens for a reason. Like, even if it's a bad situation in your life, just know that it's going to make you stronger either way. So that's really important. Um, And I also think um, don't try to change yourself to fit in and definitely don't, like, care what other people think about you. And I know that's really hard to do, but at the same time, like, like, if someone's making fun of you, like, why does it matter? Like, in 10 years, like, who's going to care if your forehead looks big? (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, just don't care what people think about you because it's just gonna make your life ten times harder than it should be. And that, I think, is so powerful because what I think you're missing is there's a choice in that. There's a choice to not let what others say affect you. There's a choice when something hard happens, to take the high road. And I think having each other, that choice was made kind of apparent. But there are so many people who choose to take the low road. There's so many people who choose not to pursue their dreams, to sit in the sadness, to sit in the pain, to sit in the stress, to sit in the tiredness of the day-to-day. And your advice of be vulnerable, that is also a choice. So know that there are some people who unfortunately don't, but you have the power to choose and you have the power to choose every day, even when it gets hard to continue to keep promises to yourself, to continue to stay disciplined, to continue being vulnerable and don't tend to feel the pain as fully and will then not be able to get over the breakup as fast or it'll take them far, far longer. But the key thing here is not the the male versus female. The the actual meaning behind this piece of data to the, the people in the podcast was it is often when you are able to feel your emotions in full that you are able to get over it quicker or find a new path out of it. And so I think the lesson that I've learned even from our conversation is that when you're able to feel all of your feelings in full, wow, that was a lot of feelings. <laughs> you are able to then create a path up the mountain or up the high road. Do you want to say something before I wrap up? I'm going to wrap up. Okay. And that was Conversations Bro, with... Oh, do I even get to say my ending? What do you want to say? Thank you for listening. Oh my gosh. Bye, everyone. And that was Conversations <laughs> with Carissa. And I'm going to leave you off with a question for the next episode. Why? Why do you care? Why does it matter? Why? Anyways, that's all. Bye. That's a good question, though. If you think, like, really hard. I'll do the final wrap-up. Thank you very much. (laughs) 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 And that wraps up episode three of Conversations of Carissa. Thank you so much for listening, learning, opening your heart, mind, and time to what we have to say. And I hope you enjoyed. And if you like this podcast and if you like the podcast that you heard before, share it with a friend so that we can potentially share the wisdom with others. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.